Hey everybody, welcome to the Dan Bowen Photography Podcast. This is episode number 15, top 10 tips for networking with photographers and influencers. So in this episode, I'm going to be sharing my top 10 tips for how to network with photographers and influencers, whether they're in your area or networking via online. So let's just dive right into this. So my first tip is go where the photographers are or go where the fish are. This tip is, it seems pretty self-explanatory, but a lot of people don't know where to get started to meet other photographers. So I recommend first starting out by looking for online forums and groups where you can connect with other photographers. So for instance, there's Facebook groups where you can connect with photographers. One that I recommend is called Build and Bloom by Jessica Whitaker. It's a really great Facebook group where portrait photographers get together and share tips and provide constructive feedback to one another. It's a really supportive group uh, on Facebook. So Facebook groups are a great way. You can just search portrait photographer or landscape photographer or whatever you're hoping to look for. Another one is Instagram. And if you live in a city, there's likely an Instagrammers group in your city. So I would just start by typing in something like IGers San Francisco or you know IGers Boston in this case where I live. There are lots of groups in the Boston area that organize in-person meetups and also you know you can connect with photographers in your area just via Instagram. Go start following other photographers locally, comment on their photos, you can send them direct messages. And this is a way to just start building rapport with people. I really recommend trying to find ways to go to in-person meetups. This is really going to be the best way to really build a network and build trust with people because they'll have met you in person and they'll know you and they'll know your face. So I think that's that meeting people in person, you should, that should be the goal eventually. But if someone's not local in your area, you can also connect with people online. I mean, there's photographers I talk to on the West Coast or in other countries who we've you know built up these relationships via social media and you know there's a million ways to go meet people these days but these are some of the ways I recommend to get started so the rest of the tips that I'm going to be talking about mostly deal with what happens when you meet people in person and how to deal with that um, but they can apply to online relationships as well the tip number two is remember people's names I am astounded by how often I go to meetups and I'm sure most of you have experienced this or seen this at some point in your life, but I'm astounded by how often I go to meetups and see a group of people gather around and they start you know, shaking hands like, hi, my name is whatever, and someone inevitably says, you know, I'm really bad with names, I'm probably just not going to remember your name. And I'm always astounded at this because if you say that, you're basically coming up to people and telling them to their face, like, you know, I, re I don't really give a shit about you. I don't really care about you. So I'm not even gonna bother to try to remember your name. And nobody has ever been like, oh, wow. Like no one like praises people for like their inability to remember names, but I'm baffled. Like literally every single meetup I go to when I, I see this happen and I see this play out. So one way to stand out is make sure to remember the other person's name. Now, this is not easy, um, I admit, like I'm not very good at remembering people's names, but one of the tips that I use is if you're going to a photography meetup, you're probably going to exchange Instagram handles, and this is a great way to remember people's names, because most people have their 
at least their first name in their Instagram. Like if it's not in their handle, it's, it's on their profile somewhere. So this is a good way to, you know, remember people's names and really build that mental association with their face and their name. And so that's the way I do it these days. If I meet someone who doesn't have their name in their Instagram handle, I do my best to try to like write it down or type down their name in my phone. And usually when I go to an event, if I meet like 10 or 15 people or something throughout the course of an event, I try to type out a list of all the people that I met at the event to really just hammer home in my head who I met, what their names were, and maybe I try to write down some relevant pieces of information about them, like this person's from Colorado or whatever, you know, things that I can just remember about those people so that when I meet them again or I talk to them again, I'll already have the basics down and I'm not starting over from scratch. So tip number three is ask about the other person. So one of the things that I think a lot of people struggle with in networking is they think, oh my God, what am I gonna say? Like, what am I gonna say to the other person? Well, one easy way to get around that is ask the other person questions about themselves. Here's the thing about people. People are most interested in themselves. And if you start asking them questions about themselves and trying to build rapport in that way, people love that. People love to talk about things they're interested in. People love to talk about themselves and the things that they're doing. So some of the questions you can ask is, where are you from? How did you get into photography? Uh, what do you like about photography? What types of photos do you shoot? Have you ever been to an event like this before? There's a million things you can ask people. And if you don't have an idea, you know, write down some of those things I just said and just have those in your arsenal of questions. But you don't really have to say much of anything. And people, maybe they'll reciprocate too and ask you questions and the conversation can sort of go from there. But when I meet somebody for the first time, I spend more time asking them questions than talking about myself. And we've probably all met this type of person too who just talks about themselves. And it can get kind of annoying after a while when you know, you're having a conversation with somebody and they just constantly steer the conversation back to something about themselves. Um, it's just really irritating. So don't be that person and it's really easy to not be that person. And one of the best ways to really connect with another person and learn some interesting things about them is to ask them questions about themselves. You're gonna be able to connect a lot deeper with people very quickly. Tip number four is provide value. Now another problem that a lot of people have with networking is they go into it with the mindset of what can I get from this person or what can I get out of this other person when they're trying to meet new people. If you go at networking with that mindset, you are going to lose. You're not gonna be able to connect with people. They're going to be able to tell, you know, something is off. They're gonna be able to tell that you're trying to get something out of somebody. So try to provide value to people, try to find ways to provide value for people. And one of the ways you can do that is through the questions that you ask them. So if you ask people questions, one of the things I like to ask is, you know, what are your goals? What are you trying to do with photography? And try to find some way that you can help this person. So ask yourself, how can I help this individual? How can I help this person achieve their goals? And it could be something as simple as connecting them with another person. Say they are a photographer and they're looking for models for photo shoots and maybe you know some people who are interested in getting into modeling, you can say, hey, I know these people, I can connect you with a few models uh, if you're interested in trying to meet some people to set up photo shoots. And this is a really easy way to provide value to people. And it's really important to go into networking with this in mind, thinking about how you can provide value to other people 
And as a byproduct of this, eventually people will want to help you. They'll see you as somebody who is a helpful person who's trying to help them reach their goals and people will be willing to step up and come up to bat for you. But if you go into a networking situation or a situation where you're meeting a new person and you're trying to get them to do something for you, you know, ask yourself this, put yourself in their shoes. Why would somebody want to do something for a random stranger they just met and they don't know? It doesn't make any sense, right? So find ways to connect with them, find ways to provide value and go into networking situations with the mindset of how can I help this other person? Tip number five is reach up in relationships. And this is a concept that I got from Grant Cardone. He talks about it in a couple of his books, The 10X Rule and Be Obsessed or Be Average. And this is a concept of reach up to people who are doing better than you in your space. So reach up to photographers who are more successful than you or who are leading the groups that are organizing the event, these events. You know, Try to connect with the bigger players in your space. And again, you have to do it on the basis of giving them value and trying to connect with them. Again, it's not reaching up to people to try to find ways that they can help you, but it cannot hurt to connect with the influential people in your space. So if someone is organizing meetups in your area, make friends with that person. You know, Find ways to provide value for that person or chip in on helping them organize events. And this will eventually elevate you to becoming known in the photography community in your area. This is something that I've done in the last six or eight months. I mean, a lot of the people who I'm friends with now didn't know who I was six or seven months ago. So I went out, I connected with people who were influential in the Boston photography community, and I built intentional relationships and friendships with these people. And that's the way to do it. If you're going out and networking, try to connect with the people who are more influential in your space and find ways to genuinely connect with them, genuinely provide them value, and do something good for them. And it will pay off for you in building your influence in a particular space. Tip number six is don't ignore the little guy. So while you want to be reaching up in your relationships and trying to connect with influential photographers in your space, it's important to not ignore the little guy. So one thing that I like to do when I go to photo meetups is if I see somebody I don't recognize or somebody that's maybe kind of hanging out in the corner by themselves or they look kind of shy or something, I try to approach them and start a conversation with them. So at a particular photography meetup back in June, there were a lot of people who were attending this event and there were a lot of new people. So I saw a few people waiting in line to get cameras. This was an event where the camera store was lending out cameras for a photo walk. So there were a lot of people standing in line and I knew a lot of people there already. There were a lot of people who a lot of my photographer friends were at this event, so I could have easily just talked to people I already knew and you know, had a good time. And of course I caught up with people who I knew in line, but I made it a point to approach a couple of people who I didn't recognize and hadn't met before. And I think it was three different people I talked to in this line, and all of them were attending their first photography meetup in Boston and all of them were kind of like looking to connect with new people so they were very grateful that I had come up and talked to them and one woman actually messaged me after the event and said you know you were the first person who came up and talked to me at the event and I thought that was really cool so I think it's important when you're going to networking events to not ignore people just because they're not influential in your space because who knows they might be able they might become influential in your space and even if they don't I think it's 
the right thing to do to be welcoming and to treat people well regardless of their status on social media. I've seen the reverse of this happen at photography meetups where, and I've had this happen to me actually, where I'll meet somebody, they'll say, oh, what's your Instagram handle? And I'll give it to them and I'll see them look at my profile and look at first the follower count and then maybe the first few photos and then literally within 30 seconds, exit the conversation and move on to try to meet somebody else who's more famous than me. Let me tell you, that does not feel very good. Don't treat other people like that. <laughs> it's just not the right thing to do. So when I go to photography networking events and meetups and that sort of thing, I am always try to be friendly to every single person I meet try to treat everybody well, and I try to be welcoming to new people because eventually some of these new people might be influential in the space and they might be organizing meetups and they might be connecting with, with other people in the photography community and they'll remember you as the first person who talked to them or the first person who was really friendly and welcoming to them. And I think that's really important. Moreover, I just think it's the right thing to do. So remember to not ignore the little guy when you're networking at photography events because we've all been there at some point. Tip number seven is follow up. So I recommend after you attend a photography walk or a meetup to follow up with all the new people that you met the day after the event. Now you can let it slip to two days and following up a week later is better than not following up at all, but I recommend be conscientious and intentional about following up with new people you meet. Again, this serves two purposes. One, it helps solidify in that person's mind who you are and that they met you and is a good building block for a relationship. And two, it shows them that you actually, you know, care and actually remember them as well. So I think it's really important to follow up with people. I also try to follow up with people who I already know, who I saw in events. So I'll just send them a message the next day, say like, hey man, it was great to see you at the following Boston event, like hope to link up soon. You know, these sorts of messages, they go a long way towards building relationships. Now I'm not always perfect at this. I mean, sometimes you'll run into like 20 or 30 people at an event and it can be very hard to follow up the next day with everybody. but. I do think it's really important to do this and to try to build this into your schedule. So I will block out a time the day after I go to a photography meetup to just commit to sending messages to people for like an hour. And this is a good way to just make sure that it gets done and that you're actually following up and building relationships with people. And some other things I recommend in your follow-up message, you know, say, hey, it was great to meet you at this event and try to relate some personal detail about the conversation you had. Like, you know, say you, you know, you have something in common with the person. Maybe you root for the same sports team or you're from the same state or something. You know, I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania originally. So if I meet somebody who's from the Pittsburgh area, which doesn't happen all that often, but sometimes it happens, I, you know, I can send in the follow-up message, you know, hey, like it was great meeting you at the photography meetup yesterday, go Penguins or something along those lines just to connect a little bit on a deeper level than the basic, hey, very cool to meet you at an event kind of message. Tip number eight is keep on building. So when you meet people, you don't build a relationship in one day and you wanna be sure to find opportunities to continue to talk to people and continue to build relationships with people over time. And this could be through seeing them at events, commenting on their photos on Instagram, 
sending them articles or videos or things that you think they might be interested in or trying to pitch in and help on situations where they're asking for help. So a lot of times people will post on social media like, hey, I'm having this sort of problem with my editing style or I'm trying to find models or something. And those opportunities come up. That's an opportunity for you to reach out and help other people and build relationships with them. And you'll come to be seen as the person who is helpful and wants to help people reach their goals. And people will come to look to you as a leader in the community that you're in. So make sure to focus on continuing to build relationships over time and take a long-term view of it. Tip number nine is ask to collaborate. So if you have a project that you wanna do, reach out to people who you think would be good for the project and ask to do collaborations. So for me, this it comes in the form of YouTube videos mostly, but also photo shoots with models. So whenever I meet people who, if I have an idea for a video and I think that they would be a good fit for doing a video on my channel, I will reach out to them and ask if they're interested in collaborating on a, on a YouTube video. And I've been able to do, I don't know, about 10 of these now, I think on the channel, just through the relationships that I've built with people networking at photography events and through Instagram. So. Again, this is a way to build your network. If you're trying to build a podcast or start a YouTube channel or do photo shoots, it's better, I think, to try to do it in a way that you're actually connecting with other people and collaborating with other people. I think you'll make better content that way. So I recommend going and trying to find ways to collaborate with other photographers in your area. And the way to do it is just to ask and see if they're interested. In my experience, a lot of people have been, who have actually built the relationships with, have been more than happy to collaborate with me on various video projects. People were very excited about it. So I found it's a lot easier to do collaboration videos with people if I've already met them and built a relationship with them than people I'm reaching out cold. Because if you're reaching out to somebody cold to do a collaboration, and sometimes you might not have a choice in that matter, but if you're reaching out to somebody cold to do a collaboration, you're kind of asking a random person to do a favor. And, they're, and like I said earlier, you know, if a random person is approaching you to do a favor for them or to work on a project with them, why would you want to do it? What's the benefit to you? So if you've already built relationships with people though, and they see the value that you're providing, you know, they're going to be more than happy to collaborate with you on your projects. So before I dive into tip number 10, I just wanted to share a couple of networking stories that I've had. One where I did a lot of these things right and one where I did some of them wrong and it actually made a difficult situation for me. So we'll start with the good story. So about a year ago, I met a guy here in Boston named Michael Kalish. Now, Michael is the founder of Following Boston, which is a documentary series and a Instagram feature page and has now grown to a community with public events and those sorts of things. So I met Michael at a photo walk about a year ago and I knew, I knew him from Instagram. We had talked a little bit on Instagram previously and I knew that this was somebody who I wanted to connect with because he was doing a lot of cool stuff in the area. I saw he was building a big community with Following Boston and he clearly had some big ideas for where he wanted to go with it. So I knew he'd be a good person to connect with because I knew that I wanted to grow my influence in the Boston photography community. So we met at a photo walk and I started talking to Michael and afterwards I followed up and just 
to see what he was working on. So he had been building this Instagram feature page and he was doing the documentaries. And so I shared some of his content online. And then he started doing these public events at a hotel here in Boston where they did a gallery showing with some of the photographers who were featured in his documentary series. And they were sort of a social gathering aspect where you could network and connect with other photographers in the local scene here. So I reached out to Michael with uh, an idea for a collaboration that we could do to help promote one of his events. I had been doing live stream interviews on my YouTube channel. And so I reached out to Michael and said, hey, I've got this YouTube channel. I've got an audience on there of several thousand people. You know, would you be interested in doing a live stream video interview to promote one of the upcoming events and talk about the story of following Boston? And he got really excited about it. So it was something that was gonna be beneficial to me because it was content that I could put out on my channel. And it was gonna be beneficial to him as well because it was gonna promote the upcoming event. And then he actually was able to announce another event that he was doing with the Leica store. So this was sort of a win-win situation for both of us. So it was really cool. This is a good way that you can connect with people in your community. I knew that Michael was trying to build something here and that some of his goals to have these events be like a knock out of the park kind of event and a home run event for his, for his community and to build following Boston. So I, instead of thinking, what can Michael do for me to help build my YouTube channel? I thought, what can I do for Michael to help build Following Boston, to help reach his goals. And this ended up being a very mutually beneficial collaboration. And I'm still good friends with Michael today. We still talk, you know, he's always sending me messages whenever he's doing new events and stuff and trying to keep me in the loop for what he's going on. He retweets my content on Twitter and, you know, I share his content out on Facebook and Twitter as well. So we've just built this friendship and this mutually beneficial collaborative kind of relationship and that came for me, you know, just implementing some of the principles I've talked about today. So one, I looked for ways to provide value. I remembered his name, obviously, and uh, I followed up with him after meeting him at public events. And I reached out and asked him to do a collaboration that was gonna provide value to him. And I've just kept on building that relationship. So that was a very good example of networking in my life where I was actually able to put these principles into play and build a relationship with someone who's influential in the community that I'm trying to build my influence in. But I don't wanna just come off like I'm perfect here and I'm the perfect networker because a lot of these skills I had to build over time and I had to build and learn through reading books and through trial and error. And so I wanna share a story about a networking experience I had that, that didn't go so well because I violated some of the principles that I've outlined in this episode. So I met a person at a photography walk about a year ago and through the conversation I realized that he was somebody who actually runs a fairly popular photography website. So at the time, I, one of my main goals at that time and still is today was to build my YouTube channel. But at the time it was really small. I think I, I had maybe 100 or 200 subscribers on the YouTube channel. Um, nobody was really watching the, the videos I was putting out. You know, I had probably 30 or 40 videos on my channel and it was just the traction building process was really slow. So I was looking for ways to kind of break out and get more known on YouTube. So obviously meeting somebody who 
runs a fairly popular photography website, you know, if I had some sort of collaboration with him, that would be a great way for me to build my channel. So through the conversation, I kind of got really excited and was like, yeah, man, like we should do a video together. And I could tell he was kind of like put off by it because he was just kind of like, why do I want to make a video with, with this guy who I just met, like who's got this small YouTube channel. And I mean, it's hard to describe, but the way I approached it clearly indicated to him that I was trying to get something out of him. And, you know, honestly, I was. That was that was my idea. My first thought in my mind was, how can I connect with this guy to build my YouTube channel when really my attitude should have been, how can I provide value to him and help him reach some of his goals? So we talked a little bit after that. And, um, you know, I reached out to him and said, hey, you know, you're, are you interested in, in doing this video? And he said, you know, yeah, we can meet up and talk about it. And the meeting never happened. But eventually he did reach out to me probably six or eight months later. And we met up just to, to shoot some photos in the city. He was like, hey, I'm going to be in town. Um, let's, let's meet up and shoot some photos. So we walked around and we talked and we just, you know, I already realized that I had like screwed things up and that I had done this all wrong. So I was like not trying to push the subject of doing a video, I'd kind of dropped the idea and realized that like, you know, I hadn't led with providing value to this person. So at this point I was saying, well, how can I kind of recover from that and build the relationship with him? So one of the things he said to me when we met up really stuck with me. We were talking about his website and stuff and he was talking about how he founded it and um, how he's grown it. At this point, he said, you know, a lot of people reach out to me and are looking to get something from me. And it's just really exhausting. This really hit home for me. And I, it's something that's really stuck with me. And I realized at that point that I never wanna make somebody feel that way ever again. Like I never wanna go into a networking situation or a relationship building situation and make the other person feel like I'm trying to extract something from them. You know, this story does have a happy ending like we've, I've continued to talk to this person and we have become friends through it and we're, we're friendly now, but we've still never done any sort of collaborations. And I probably would have been able to do a successful collaboration with him if I had led with providing value and asked him ways that I could help him out in the beginning rather than trying to look for ways for him to help me. So this brings me to the last tip, which is tip number 10. Think in terms of 5149. So what does this mean? 5149 is a concept by Gary Vaynerchuk where you wanna provide 51% of the value in every relationship that you're in. It's sort of a, a head game to play with yourself to just remind yourself that instead of trying to extract value out of other people, think first in terms of how you can help them. And in every relationship you're in, even where people are providing massive value to you, um, think about ways that you can provide even more value to the other person. So this is something that I always try to remind myself when I'm going to a networking event or I'm reaching out to an influencer or trying to connect with a new person. I wanna think first in terms of how I can provide more value to the other person and how I can make any sort of projects that I want to do with them a win-win and really help them out. So if you're going into any networking situation, please don't, th don't think first about how you can get something out of the other person. Think first in terms of 5149. Think about how you can help out the other person more than they can help you. 
And the byproduct of this is that people will want to help you and you'll actually be more successful in getting the things that you want by genuinely wanting to help people out. So I hope you all found this episode helpful and interesting, and I hope I've been able to provide you with some value and some practical, useful tips in how you can build your photography network. So we'll see you soon, folks. This has been another episode of Dan Bull Photography Podcast. Peace.